Welcome to Two Bookish Besties. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Stephanie. And we're together today! In the flesh. We're so excited. This is our first episode recording to in the same state, in the yes. same room. Yes. In person. Um, Not to say that this is the first time we've met in person, but... <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild. Yeah, that would be crazy. Uh, but the first time we get to be together. So, thanks for the holidays, you know. Super stoked. Maybe we'll be able to do it more often uh, in the future. Yes, definitely. We hope so. Yeah. How was your holidays? Holidays were good. Um, I feel like the holidays always bring out the worst and the best of people at the same time. So, of course, anybody with a family knows family drama occurs. And oh, definitely. Good. How was yours? They were good. Of course, my brother stole the golden child, and I'm just vibing through life, so there's that. Oh, can't. Yeah. Him and his little graduation was... Uh, oh, he graduated. So awesome. Everybody was stoked about that and singing his praises. Oh, yeah. So We're going to be singing your praises soon. Two years. This master's program. Yeah, but he's starting one, too. So now it's a race to see who can finish oh, first. You've got this. Me or Kim. Well, I don't know. He might. He says his is... He says his is 18 months. Okay. And mine is two years. So we'll see if he does it in 18 months or not. I'm ready for you. My money's on you, girl. Thank you. You're welcome. Listeners, I'm trying to currently convince Alex to choose a book to let us read together that you all could read along with us. Yes. Uh, I think I'm slowly winning the battle. Uh, I told her she could even choose the book if we did it. Um, so if that's something somebody would like to do and you have book suggestions, may you send them to us? Yes, please do. We want to hear what you all would want to read. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. We could have like weekly check-ins on Instagram and then our bi-weekly discussion. Oh yeah. Weekly. And I, um, except for December, I've uploaded my reads from this year onto our uh, highlights it's Steph's 2023 and so those are there with the ratings of each one I have yet to do that but mm-hmm. I will yeah it took time it yeah took, so I'm it sure it took you a rather rather long time I had to break it up into a couple of days I was like I will work on this for an hour and then I did it how many books have you completed this for 123 I think that's amazing and I think I might be able to squeeze one more, maybe two more in. We'll oh, see. I don't doubt it. Yeah. We'll see. I have to work um, at the hospital Thursday and Friday. So I don't, that cuts into my reading time. Pop mm. that earbud in. Do an audiobook. At work. Yeah. I can't listen to you talk right now. Well, so I mean, not while you're <laughs> performing <laughs> anything <laughs> cat related, but you know. Doctor's trying to ask me for something. I'm sorry. So if they're in an important part of the story, can you please just... Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Don't listen to me. I'd be like, um, instead of music today, we're going to listen to an audiobook, everyone. I don't care if you like the choice or not. We're listening. That would work. That would work. So do you all usually listen to music? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it is. It makes the day go by faster instead of silence. I've worked at hospitals where they don't listen to any music and it's just silence in there. And so you're in the room for two hours and there's no music. And I'm like, help. 
Yeah, that would be a bit awkward, I feel I like. I would put it in my, like, the lead that we wear has a pocket, and I'd put it in my pocket so I could control my music and, like, hear it, but nobody else could hear it. Mm. Would you like to discuss what you've read first, or do you want me to discuss what I've read first? first. Mine's much shorter, y'all. <laughs> you go first, because we share a book. Too. We do, and we'll talk about that one first. So, the first one we're going to talk about is We Are All the Same in the Dark by Julia Heberlin, I think. Heberlin? That's how I'd say it. I don't know. I rated it a four out of five. I said it was a five out of five. And that's just because I'm a tough critic. Uh, it was a great book. Very good. Uh, mystery type vibes. Do you like to? Um, yeah, it's definitely a mystery. It is based in Texas. Texas. And um, the girl returned, the lady main character returns to the hometown to be a sheriff there or sheriff's deputy, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. She's a cop. Her dad was a sheriff originally. He has since passed. And uh, there was a murder of two. Well, they're technically missing, but definitely declared dead at this point because it's been 15 years Mm -hmm. or however, six years. A long time. They're declared dead. I think 15. I do too. But then that felt like a long time. It, it had been a long time. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because they, because she was, um, she was still a kid when it happened. Well, they were in high school. She, I think she was 16. Because remember, she was driving. Mm-hmm. So she was 16. Yeah. 15. 31. Yeah. I think 15 years is right. Now that I would do the math. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I was like, let me count math. <laughs> and so she comes back. Um. And she's kind of held on to the mystery of the two missing people. It's a father and daughter. And they think that the son is the one who killed both of them. And she's never believed that. And so she, she was friends with him. Friends. <laughs> Lovers. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> hey, we're friends. And so... That's kind of her background, and then the the son slash brother slash lover is the other main character, and he is kind of like a recluse. Everybody in town still thinks he did it. That he has like uh, psychological issues, mm. and he finds a runaway girl in a cornfield that he thought was a dog. And that's kind of how the book starts is with him finding that girl. And then the story um, develops from there and just follows her family and him uh, through and the girl. And it's a three person point of view. Yeah. And then it, it something I don't want to like say what happens, but something happens. And then it the final part of the book is. Only the missing girl's point mm-hmm. of view. And uh, it even goes to like 10, how many years later? A year later? I think it's five. Five years later. It goes to the future so far. And she, I should have just brought the book so we could have <laughs> But she goes to the future so far and she um, like figures out. The mystery, pretty much. She mm-hmm. solves multiple parts of it. There's more parts that develop throughout the story, and she solves it all. So, great book. 
I definitely would recommend for y'all to read it if you enjoy mysteries. And I, so I love mysteries, but I more times than not can guess who did what and what's going to happen. And this one was not one of those at all. So I thoroughly enjoyed it because I typically ruin things for myself by guessing ahead of time. And then I'm like, well, I still need to finish it just in case I'm wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good plot twist. Mm -hmm. And this was like not one of the books that I, when I, so I read it the first time, I think two years ago. Oh, three years ago, I guess now. And then reread it when she said she was reading it. And both times, like, I had still forgotten stuff even this go around. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. And so, like, I did remember who um, did the murdering. But it was still, like, little pieces that I had forgotten throughout. And so it was still a great book to even read a second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of, um, like, family secrets and even family drama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With her cousin. Yeah. 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 Lots of family drama. um, Lots of, like, uh, romantical drama, too, Mm -hmm. because this lady had three men interested in her, one being her husband. And, yeah, lots of plot twists, lots of good... Okay, so now we're going to go to a part, if you don't want to know what happens, because this will be spoilers, so fast forward just a couple minutes, and we'll talk about other books. Um, Yeah, so with her, like, love triangle, she ends up going missing, but you later find out that she's not missing. She's been murdered. (laughs) She did. So, but then it's like, All these different points of view, whether it be her husband or her high school boyfriend or even, like, her co-worker. Yeah. Randy, which I didn't trust ever. He's a ginger. (laughs) I have usually am attracted to gingers. (laughs) You know what? I kind of do find gingers attractive, too. But I was just going to say they don't have a soul. Okay. They're not. Yeah. They're not trustworthy. (laughs) But I'm just kidding. They are trustworthy. But it's just, you keep thinking, like. I know it was this person. I know it was this person. I know it was this person. And you might be right. You might not be. Yeah. And her cousin is a big part of the story. And she helps with Angel, which is the missing girl. And, like, takes her in. And um, then her cousin is an integral part in the second part with Angel's point of view. Mm -hmm. And, like... They all try to convince Angel to let it go because she's the one who's like, we have to find who did this. Because, uh, what was her name? Her real name? No, the cop's name. Remember? Odette, um, helped Angel out a lot when she was found by Wyatt and kind of got her back on a good path to a good future. And so she wants to pay Odette back by finding who. Or where she went. Mm-hmm. So. Great book. I love oh, it. so good. I would recommend it. She also, um, Julia Heberlin has, she has lots of books, but she has another book that I read that is Night Will Find You. And I think I would like to reread it because I've kind of forgotten, but I would recommend it, I guess, to everyone and to you specifically, because it's also kind of crimey and like a medium psychic astrophysicist is involved mm-hmm. and she like helps the police solve something. 
Oh yeah, you have to text that to me. Yeah. Because I will forget. The second book that I read was The Thursday Murder Club, five out of five, by Richard Osman. It was so good. It so basically it's a retirement home. And so they're all like older and you don't typically this is gonna sound so sad, but you don't typically see a lot of individuals that are in like nursing homes or retirement homes or whatever, like still doing things that like bring them joy and give them purpose. And all of these people in this book, like they, they create a little Thursday murder club. And a lot of it is just looking at past cases Mm -hmm. and trying to see like if they can solve it or what cops might've missed. And like, they're like really looking into it, but then they actually get to be a part of an actual murder and try to solve it. And then there's like multiple murders. And so they're all just like, they all play such a a valid role in their own ways. And just seeing how like some of them, especially like the women, there's one part where they go to, you know, the sheriff's office and they're trying to talk to this private investigator that had actually came to the home to just give like a speech on something. And so, like, they make a connection with her, and in order to, like, see her, one of the elderly women, like, acts like she was mugged, (laughs) and that she's a nun. And so then, you know, the people that she's talking to, they're so, like, horrified for her, because she's this, like, little old frail lady. And And then, like, the private detective is like, you got mugged, and you're a nun, like, because she knew who she was. So it's just so funny to see them create different things for themselves and like make up stuff in order to to be a part of solving the mysteries and the crimes i bought that book for my sister because you recommended it and she likes crime books and i was like that would be a perfect christmas gift so i bought that one for her and it's so good another one but i can't remember now it's just so funny they're all so witty it's a series too it is yeah yeah. so that's the first one in the series I'm waiting for the second one on Libby currently, but it's really good. That is one that I had ordered <laughs> a long, like, a, what, four months ago, yeah, something like that. And I was so excited to read it. And then the print was so small, <laughs> so I had to send it back. And then I just got it on Kindle. They have a large print edition. Well, apparently, Mimo Alex needs a large print edition. I saw it at Barnes and Noble the other day, and I almost bought it. Yeah, it's like large print edition. Uh, most of it that was so small is so one of the main characters. She has like journal entries, uh, and that's what was like such a small print. And then it like goes into like the story and all that. But it's it's neat to see that one lady's perspective as well, like throughout her journal entries and like. What she thinks about, because she's one of the newer ones at the home, and like what she thinks about her new friends, and like her her thinking, like I think such and such did this, and then like they're all even looking at each other as suspects at one point. So are the murders in the nursing home? So are any of them in the nursing home? One of them does happen on the grounds. Uh-huh. Yes. And it that's when they all start looking at each other because they're all present for it. And it's not just them. It's like everyone. In the yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then it's, you know, there's some people that say, they say that they're a certain person and then you later find out like they're really not that person. It's just a facade. And it was just, it was a really, really, really cute book. And it, to me, like it made me think if I ever end up in a retirement home or a nursing home, I want to go here. <laughs> this is yeah. the place I want to be. This is not going to happen. We're just going to have a commune. Okay. The three of us, me, you, and Kayla, will just live there. <laughs> yes. And we'll be, we'll hire like a nurse to come live too. Okay. She can come check on us and make sure we're alive. We're just going to go missing, apparently, with all the land that we're going to have. Yeah. We'll be like, this lady's not here to help us. She's out. <laughs> She's out for our money. She wants our money. And then we'll go hide we in the woods. <laughs> and then the third book I read was The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, you did finish I it? I did. So I haven't read it yet. That is by Margaret Atwood. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on this solely because I want to read the second one. Uh-huh. The Testament, I've, right? Yes. Okay. And I've read, or not read, but I've watched all the episodes of the show up until, you know, we're waiting on the final season. So I want to knock that one out before I really go into discussion on this series. Cause I do want to be able to compare it to the show and parts that they included in parts that they've left out. Cause I've, I've noticed just in that first book alone, they left out a lot. There's certain parts that they do. And I, the thing with the show which I think is great is you get multiple perspectives. Whereas in the book, it's mainly, you know, June's perspective. Okay. So, but I'll try to read it before you, I'll try to get those read then if you're reading and I haven't ever watched the Handsmaid Tale. So you haven't. Mm -mm. Ooh. So maybe I watch it. It's maybe hard. we can do a whole like episode. Oh Handsmaid yeah. Tale episode. I'll read both. of. We can read both and then and watch both. I'll try to watch it. I still can't watch it to be, but I'll try. It's, it's the, it's hard to rate that book five out of five because if you've watched the show or you've read the books, you know what it's about. And there's a lot of, uh, I don't even know the word I'm trying to, it's just the things that they go through is bad. It, well, it's horrific. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of like, and so it's like, yeah, but the way that, you know, Margaret wrote the book, even as hard as, things are to read about it or even the show to watch it like it's beautifully done as far as how she you know has created this whole world and it's not it's not crazy to think that something like this couldn't really happen in my opinion her book is banned a lot of places those books are banned a lot of places mm -hmm. so i mean i think anytime a book gets banned there's probably some speckle of truth in there that people are like yeah you know we don't want you to think about that don't don't pay attention to that right um but she originally published that book in 1985 that's what i was looking at i was curious so hmm. that was a while ago so for it to still be so like you know a lot of books over time you're like not as captivated because you're like oh yeah but she did such a good job writing it i'm excited to read it then mm -hmm. i think i think you'll enjoy it and i i'd I know you are, it's like harder for you to do the whole TV thing a lot of times, but if you can definitely watch it. So that way you can see yeah. kind of like I've what been, parts have been added or what has been left out. I've been trying to watch, um, Supernatural mm -hmm. and I watched like one or two episodes and then I won't watch anymore. So I think if I just maybe did like one or two episodes at a time, yeah. I could get through it. It's just going to take me a minute, but 
Um, I think there's five seasons out so far. Jesus. I know. <laughs> well, I'll read the yeah. book and then I'll try to start watching it because I have both of them at home. Okay. So I just need to read them. So I will put that. My New Year's resolution will be to read those two books Perfect. and watch the TV show. Yes. <laughs> got it. Got it. You got, got it, Steph. But so you would the say it's five out yet. The book, yes. Okay. And I, I mean, I'll. I've enjoyed the show. I'm I'm not saying I enjoyed what happens in the show. No, just like just how show. it like is. Show. Yeah. Um, it's just so bizarre. But it's also like, this isn't really so crazy that this really couldn't happen or wouldn't yeah, happen. I don't and, know. Yeah. Um But as the the great thing I think too about the show is the multiple perspectives. Cause you get like a little bit of detail about other characters okay. in it, but it's it's the majority of it is from June's point of view and you don't get like as in depth, like information about the other characters as you do in the show. Book wise. Yeah. I think there's just two. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's just Handmaid's Tale and the Testaments. So what have you read? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I have read like 16 books this month, so I'm going to try not to talk about all of them, especially not in depth, because one was We're All the Same in the Dark, so I already covered that one. Two were um, arc reads, and they were like shorter fantasy, but you don't get a lot of detail, and they're kind of weird, so I'm not really going to talk about those either. Um, I read One Day in December by Josie Silver. And that's the one that I was texting you about. And I was like, I hate this book. This book is so terrible. And I was and like, don't finish it if it's that bad. I finished it. I forced myself to finish it. Because I was already halfway through. So I was like, I got a cute guy. <laughs> Two out of five on that. And sorry if that hurts anybody's feelings that I've read that book. Because she's, it's like a highly recommended book. I think it's part of like Reese's book picks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't trust Reese Witherspoon now. Thanks. <laughs> Um, it just, so it covers a 10 year time period and it just felt so drawn out. Mm -hmm. And so like a short, just quick synopsis. Also why it frustrated me so was this girl sees this boy on the bus. She's like, mm, that man over there, he's it. And then she's trying to like, I communicate with him to get on the bus. Okay. Instead of using her words. <laughs> yeah. Or like a sign against the glass. Cause she's on the bus. He's at the bus stop. Okay. She could have, like, waved him over. Yeah. So, finally, he, like, figures it out and is, like, coming to get on the bus. And the bus closes the door and drives away. So, then, for the next year, she's searching for this man. Oh, wow. So, this was in December. So, then, through the next year, her and her best friend are searching for this man. She, ex like, told her roommate slash best friend, this is exactly what he looks like. I'm looking for him. And so, every time they went out, they would keep his their eyes filled for him. Well, then her best friend starts saying this guy that she trapped in an elevator and, like, told him, she, like, he needed to ask her out, pretty much. Like, mm -hmm. forced him to ask her on a date, and they went on a date. So the same guy? Well, then their Christmas, annual Christmas party comes up, and she has been dating him for, like, a month or two months or something, and she thinks she's in love with him, and so she brings him home to meet the main girl. And it is the same guy. Oh. And so then, like, the uh, other girl doesn't want to say anything because she's like, well, my best friend is saying that she's in love with him. I don't want to ruin anything. And she's never been this way about anybody. So 
he they immediately recognize each other, but neither one of them say anything. Mm. And then there's like all these awkward tension filled moments throughout, and I don't know. She eventually like takes a hiatus in Vietnam and is like or Thailand or somewhere. Let me see, I have it written down. So if that was to happen to us, would you like would you say Alex? That's the guy I've been looking for. Yeah, thank you. Because I would say the same thing. That was my whole issue with the book is like how simply I'd be like, Are you friggin' serious? Be like, listen, that's who we're searching for. I'd be like, you didn't see this description in the elevator and think this is the man I've been talking to you about for a year. I feel like her friend knew what she was doing. Yeah. I feel like the friend was being dirty and she knew because there's no way you search for a man for a year and you don't know. That's not a friend. So I just, whatever. Not my favorite book. Didn't love it. But I want, so it made me feel like I would not like Josie Silver as a writer. I was like, I can count this lady out. But I want to say she redeemed herself because I read A Winter in New York. Mm-hmm. Five out of five. Fantastic read. So great. It's, uh, I posted both of these on the Instagram for those little holiday books that we did. Oh, yeah. Um, but Josie just did so good with this one. Um, so Iris is the main character. She runs into this guy at the bookstore on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And she's going to get a book, and she's, like, reaching for the last one, and here comes a dude. He's reaching for the last one. He gets the last one. And she's like, no. Like, that was my Valentine's Day plan. I was going to go home and read this book and eat ice cream. And, like, she's upset about it. And so she's like, I need that book. And he's like, I need this book. And (laughs) so she's, like, arguing with him, trying to get the book, pretty much. And she's like, my husband died, and that was my Valentine's Day plan. Oh. Which was a lie. Oh. <laughs> and she's immediately in her head. She's like, why did I just tell this lie? So, I think we've all done that, though. To get something we want, we're like, you know, like... I just want to know that... Well, I mean, I don't know. I'd say somebody died. I might. Well, I mean, she didn't have a husband. Yeah. So, saying your husband died, she's not... Like, I feel like she's if you say... Yeah. I feel yeah. like if you say somebody in your family's gonna die that hasn't died, then you're definitely bringing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't say stuff like that. Um, but she has just moved to New York at this point. Like she's new to New York city and she goes with her landlord slash boss slash best friend. He and his husband live on the top of their building and then she's in the middle and then they own the noodle house at the bottom. And Mm -hmm. she's like the chef for them at the noodle house. She in, she's from England and she was like a excellent, like, um, fancy, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of right now, chef over there. Uh-huh. But she came to America to escape some things. And one of those would be her abusive ex-boyfriend. Mm. And so um, he was not physically abusive, but he was like emotionally and um, mentally, psychologically, yeah. mentally. Like, sometimes that's worse. Right. And, I, and so um, I know we've both been through similar situations <laughs> yeah. with that. Speaking from so, experience. Yeah. So I, like a lot of times, like this, reading this book, like things she would say kind of like triggered. And so like, I even talked about it in therapy. I was like, I think I'm having like a little bit of problems right now, just because I'm reading this book and it's like recalling a lot. Yeah. And so um, she talked about, like, she wished the girl she was when she was dating him 
could see who she is now and like how far she's come. And I was like, I can't tell you how many times I've said that. Like I even tell Landon that, like, I wish 18 year old me could see me now mm-hmm. and like, see how far we've come and like how proud I am. And, but she came to America to pretty much like rebuild herself, rebuild her confidence. Like, so just become her again, almost. And so she goes with her, uh, landlord bestie to, the um italian festival in little italy Mm -hmm. and she sees this door and it's like decorated and she's like i know that door from somewhere and so she goes back the next day and it's a gelato place and it's bilotti's gelato and geo works in there and so she starts talking to geo and then as she sees him she's like oh wait that's the guy from the bookstore and so their story kind of builds from there they're the gelato place only serves one flavor. It's vanilla. It's a secret family recipe. Only two people in the family know it at a time. Oh, wow. One of them has had a stroke and the other can't find the recipe. Oh, and so they're trying to figure out the recipe. Well, she has the recipe. She knows it. How does she have it? The guy that had the stroke gave it to her mother back in like the 80s, 70s, whatever, that time. Right. Yeah. And so they have made that gelato. Her and her mom used to eat it all the time when she was little. Anytime anything bad happened, they would eat gelato and it would like cheer them up. Mm-hmm. So she's been making it like all her life. And so she's like, oh, well, I'll help you all rediscover. Like, I'm a chef. I can help you rediscover the recipe. So she like is trying to help them because she doesn't want to expose the uncle for giving away the secret. Yeah. And so um, she like hangs out at the gelato place before she goes and works at the noodle shop. And it's just a cute story, like how Gio and Iris's relationship forms, how Iris's relationship with her landlord and his husband is, they're like cute. And then Iris um, becomes pretty much like part of the Bellotti family. And it's like an Italian family. They're close. They do the family dinners, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's fun. It was a good read. That sounds cute. Um, and the abusive ex shows up again and he calls her Little Mouse. And then that uh he's like i little mouse you've been ignoring me and then that whole situation how the how it ends and how it's handled is great too mm-hmm. like it made me so happy so it was a good book it was great i also read um the love light farms which i posted on our instagram that one was five out of five i recommend it it's part of a series it's by bk borison it was good i mean it was like hallmarky friends to lovers situation Mm -hmm. and she does like her the four books in the series are all like different parts of the season so like winter spring summer fall so yeah i i really enjoyed it and uh recommend those and then the other one i read was holly jolly cowboy i think i said three out of five on that one not that great not that great we don't even gotta talk about it okay It was awkward. There was some awkward thing that I meant to text you about in the sexual um, parts, but I forgot what it was. It kind of reminds me of, I think it was called Wild Hearts, maybe. Was that the one where it was like you the, read the shirtless yeah, man? Yeah. The cover? yeah. Yeah. The cover I have is different though, than the one on Goodreads, but it is like probably similar vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the whole cowboy and the one that that one that I'm talking about. He, um, he's like a single dad. Oh. And then this girl, she's from that town, but she had like moved to like LA 
or something and then her oh, and like her boyfriend break up so she's like forced to come back to small town home uh, and then she's like she needs a job and he needs someone to watch his kids oh yeah okay but there's some yeah awkward parts in there too though there's so on the note of like cowboys and that i also finished last night done and dusted uh-huh by lila sage and there's a second one in this series i don't remember the name of it but it's the girl returns home to Wyoming. Her family owns a ranch mm. and it's her brother's best friend that she like gets involved with. But she's like a barrel racer and has like a horse accident and oh, dang. does it. I would say it was a four out of five. It was a good read. Some of the spicy scenes, I was like, I don't know whether I like this or I think it's weird. <laughs> so I was like up in the air because it was, he was like very uh, domineering, like bossy in them. Yeah. And I was like, just like some of the, I don't know, sometimes the words they put, I'm like. You're blushing. Yeah. Because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, like I'm thinking of them and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how to compute that. Like, yeah. it was like some of, he never, it was never a good girl thing. He did say good girl once, but it was not involving sexual stuff it was like he just was so bossy and i was like i don't know <laughs> i would recommend it it was good i got it on kindle okay and it was i think pretty relatively cheap it might even be in kindle unlimited honestly okay um but it was cute and like they he was kind of like the bad boy in town and his dad was like the town drunk and so this family took him in essentially mm -hmm. um and so he's grown up with her and he's like, I've just never really seen her that way. And then she comes back to town and he's like, why do I feel this way? And she's like, what is going through my head? And my brother will would kill us. Oh, yeah. My brother's like super protective. The older, the big brother. And then there's another brother and he's like more chill. But I think that's always hard. Like, yeah. you know, if whether it be like you having a crush on your brother's yeah. best friend or your brother having a crush on your best friend. It's like one of those things where it's like, you know, you really can't cross that line. Well, yes, I know. I mean, I guess like it's fine to cross the line, but I guess they were thinking long-term, like if it happened, if it ends, what happens? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I guess that would be the fear with any, like you don't want to influence your friendship negatively because you wanted to date their sibling. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, I'd be weirded out if somebody dated my brother, I guess. Yeah. Same. But not mad. I would just be like, <laughs> are, you are you sure? <laughs> are you sure this is what you want to do? Um, but the second one follows the middle brother, which is named Wes. And um, this girl, because in the first book, the family is opening up like a guest ranch. So it's going to have like a nice guest house that people can come. And so mm -hmm. then the second one follows him. And the girl who is the interior designer that's coming to help with that. So I'll probably read the second one. It was good. It was. I'll have to have you text that to me. Well, yeah. if, is it on your Goodreads? Mm -hmm. I'll just go. Yeah, look. I put it on there last night. Perfect. Um, oh, and I finally got my Kindle app. Did you? Um, syncing with Goodreads. I don't know yeah. how I did it, but it happened. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> but it only does it with certain books. Oh, It doesn't do it with all of them. That's strange. Yeah, it's okay. Maybe the app's different than like an actual. Well, it's, it comes up on both my Kindle and like the app now, but it's still with just like certain books. Mm -hmm. But I think if I start it in my 
on my phone in the Kindle app, it goes to oh, okay. Goodreads. But if I start on my Kindle, it doesn't go. So I don't know. Just always start on your phone. Yeah, that's the thing that's what I'm going to do. Because I started one this morning on my phone, and it... It went. makes it easier, I feel like, a lot of times. Yeah. Sometimes I I don't do Mark is currently reading, and then I'm like, oh, I need to add that. Like, that handmade style I haven't added yet. Oh, well, and then I hate it because it doesn't count it. Like, you know, they have their book goal or whatever. But oh, you I didn't can know that. With Goodreads. They, if you just put it. Mark as read, it doesn't count it. You have to put currently reading and then read for it to count it. I discovered that. Because whenever I I got good reads in what like June or something, mm-hmm. and I added all the books I had already read. It didn't count any of them. Oh man, mm-hmm. I've never done a reading challenge on Goodreads. I just did it because it popped up. Yeah, if it was like, do you want to do the reading challenge? And I was like, yes. I'm like, no, I do not want to commit to this. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I'll do it again next year. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from the Cowboys. To The Wishing Game by Meg Schaefer. I talked about that one briefly last time that I was reading it, right? Mm -hmm. It was five out of five. Fantastic. Made me cry. If you make me cry, you get five stars. Uh, It follows a teacher's aide named Lucy in California who wants to adopt a little boy um, at her school. And he, like, she hangs out with him and takes care of him after school and tutors him and, like, gets to do stuff with him. But she doesn't have the money to adopt him. Mm-hmm. And they, like, read these books that are called the Clock Island books together. And they're written by Jack Masterson as the author in the book. And they say if you want something, you just simply have to wish, wish for it. And that's what Master Master, which is the guy who lives on Clock Island, says. And the kids in the book, you know, always are wishing for something. And so... The little boy's like, we just have to wish for it, Lucy, and we'll be able to adopt me. And she gets to go to the island and compete in, like, this competition to win, like, a original copy of his last book. And she's like, I'll sell the book and the book rights and Mm. get the money and adopt the kid. So they're competing for it. And... Hugo was on there and he does all the cover artwork and he's like younger. He came when he was 18 or 19 Mm -hmm. and then like kind of stayed to help take care of Jack on the island. And him and Lucy kind of hit it off. It was a good book. It was very like pure, I guess is a way it was like just a sweet, like nice book. Yeah. Um, but you know, everyone has like different, like the, there was multiple, People who came to compete for the book, and they all had, like, different struggles, but they had all came to the island as children running away from home. So that's how he chose who got to come and compete for the book. Oh, It was cool. It was good. It was uh, one I had seen on, like, Book Talk or something, like, or Instagram that people kept recommending, and I was like, all right, let me see what it's about. Mm-hmm. Then I've also been on a Lynn Painter kick. And she writes kind of young adult tea romance. Some of them are our age, they're, but they're not super like spicy. Yeah. Um, the do over closed, closed door romance. Well, I'm trying to think. I think one's not really closed door. It's just not like <laughs> not like the dominatrix. Dawn and done and dusted was uh very graphic and detailed and then the love wager was 
Not as spicy. That's all I got. So the do-over was the first one I read. I gave it five out of five because it made me laugh out loud. <laughs> but it was about um, Valentine's Day, and it was a high school student. Mm-hmm. Um, Valentine's Day, so you know how. I think I like her books because the way she does the drama for the high school, like the young adult ones, it's age appropriate. It's mm-hmm. not like Gossip Girl where it's this is not happening or, right. or freaking euphoria. I was going to say euphoria. Well, I'm like, who is <laughs> What living? high school is this? Yeah, like, what high school experience is even close to this? Yeah. Because I'm like, I know people do stuff, but it's not to like this level, mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, Maybe it's just Tennessee doesn't do it to that level. And I was going to say, maybe it's just, like, the school we were at, which I feel like had a lot of drama. It did. And there there was some illegal oh. <laughs> things happening yeah. in the school and After at parties. School, at like, party, yeah, yeah. But it was still not. Not the level of euphoria. Maybe no. we just don't know. Or, I, I, I mean, I, there, I remember there was probably two times that I like went to a party with I think one was like after a prom or formal and I was like walked in and walked right back out because I was like nope. <laughs> my mom will kill me if I come home smelling like any of this even if you know you didn't do I it. didn't do it so I was just like I'm not gonna risk it yeah I went to one party like party party and um had a terrible time. I think I sat on the arm of a couch, watched uh, certain people go upstairs and sleep with people and come back downstairs and other people yeah. were hammered. And I was like, I don't it's like just any of this. I and I think too, <laughs> being older now and looking back at that, it's just like, Ooh. I think I just always felt out of place. Too. Yeah. I agree with that. I did too. Um, I guess I like, uh-uh. But I think, like, during that age, you know, it's such a big thing to, like, want to, like, fit in. Yeah. And you're like, well, if these people are doing it, then should I be doing it? And then you, like, get there and you're like, I'm not comfortable with this. And like, why? Why? Yeah. And I just didn't. I think I was just insecure, too, about. But then there's, like, movies like Project X. <laughs> you think, like, that's how parties are supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, everybody should be having at least somewhat of a time. Nope. Mm-mm. I just sat there like a lump on a log. I know. But it's okay. I think that was the only party I went to. I don't really remember any other ones. And then the initiation was like the only other time that. Oh, yeah. That was just weird, too. Yeah. So. Woo. It's crazy to think about that, that all that happened in high school. It's like, what? <laughs> I know. I mean, my I feel like compared to other people, my high school is pretty chill. Yeah. Like, ex- my high school experience was chill. Because mm-hmm. I just went to work all the time. And then Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Serving the Lord's chicken. Uh, but the do-over follows Emily, who is a high school student. She's like the perfect student. Like, gets along with her parents perfectly. Makes great grades. Like, mm-hmm. wants to ha- be a valedictorian or whatever it's called. And she's dating uh, this guy. And they're competing. Like, he's the perfect male student, like a Brooks brother dresser, like, super top tier, whatever. Yeah. And, um, so it's Valentine's Day. She's going to school. And she hits 
this guy, Nick, who is her chemistry partner, when she gets out of the car to talk to him, he acts like he doesn't even know who she is. <laughs> and she's like, we have chemistry together. And so then her car, I think, has to get towed because she can't drive it. So he rides. She rides with him. He's like, well, we're going to the same place. Do you just want to ride with me? Mm-hmm. And so she's, like, trying to rush in. She's already behind. She wanted to see her boyfriend because she's like, today's the day I'm going to tell him I love him. It was, like, her Valentine's Day checklist. Perfect gift, perfect this, and then, like, sailing. Well, then the day kind of gets delayed, and a bunch of stuff happens. And she's, like, upset with the way the day turned out. So she goes home. She goes to bed. She wakes up again, and it's Valentine's Day. So it's like a Groundhog Day experience. Like oh, every yeah. day is Valentine's Day, essentially. So she keeps trying to figure out what she's doing wrong and like how to get out of this loop. And it, her and Nick, every morning, no matter what way she goes to school, she hits Nick's car. So her <laughs> and Nick like begin to bond throughout the story and like become friends and like talk to each other in chemistry more and all this. And she like sees her um, boyfriend cheating with his ex. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of them, she like tries to hide Nick and she's like, he's like, why are we stalking your boyfriend? He's like, what are we doing? Because nobody else knows that she's having this experience. Um, but then like towards the end of it, she's like, you know what? If I'm repeating the same day over and over and it doesn't matter what I do, I'm just going to go balls to the wall, like do whatever I want. Right. So she like drives her dad's like remodeled car, like does all this stuff. And her and Nick end up, like, skipping school together. And so I thought it was cute. She had got a tattoo on the uh, last Valentine's Day and says, I had a marvelous time ruining everything. And I was like, that's kind of cute. But it was a cute book. It was just, like, a feel-goody, like, I'm assuming her and Nick end up falling in love together. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of, like, towards the end, you're kind of like, because, like, that last Valentine's Day is, like, the one that breaks the thing. And, obviously, it's the last. And then it's, like, he kind of pushes her away a little bit. And he has some, like, family drama. And she has family drama. And, I don't know. It was a good book. Mm-hmm. And they're di- her parents are divorced. And as children of divorced parents. Um, like, sometimes when they're, like, talking about the divorced parents in the books, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty spot on. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, this remember is, that. Yeah, this is how life goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was cute. And then there was Betting on You, which was also young adult, and it was four out of five for me. This one was a slower feeling than that one, the um, do-over. But I also had to read it in the Libby app. It wouldn't let me read on the Kindle app. So I thought maybe the layout of it was what bothered me and made me feel like I was reading slower. I don't know. Yeah. I think it, there was one book I had to do that with, too. Yeah. And it just isn't the same. It's not. So but this one follows Bailey and Charlie. And they meet in the at 14 in the Air, Fairbanks Airport. And Charlie is uh, shoving his face on some other girl's face. In the line, and Bailey, like, does the little cough thing, because the line's moving, and they're just making out in front of her, and yeah, they just keep going, and she's like, excuse me, <laughs> the line is moving. Um, So Bailey's, like, a rule follower, and Charlie is a cynic, pretty much, is, like, the best way to put it. And 
the whole flight back, they end up sitting beside each other, of course. The whole flight back, he pesters her. And then that's the end. She called him Mr. Nothing, because that's what his hoodie said whenever they were flying. And he called her Glasses. That's like, they never even asked each other's names. That's just what they had in their heads. Two years goes past, and they run into each other at the movie theater. Mm -hmm. And she's with her boyfriend, and he's with his girlfriend. And, like, she sees him, because he's doing, like, a promposal thing. And she's like, oh, shit. And so she's like, we got to go back into the movie theater. Let's go. And so her and her boyfriend go, and she's like, I'm going to go get popcorn. Well, he comes in the line and, like, starts, he's like, I know you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, whatever. Then, um, a few months after that, they end up working at the same place that's opening. And kind of becoming friends, but kind of, like, he says, on the plane ride originally he said men and women or boys and girls can't be friends mm -hmm. and so they kind of start becoming friends and her best friend also works there with them and so there's like bets being placed on like the best friend and then them and all this stuff and it's just cute because they like build up this relationship there's a fake dating scenario in there I don't know. there is a third act like breakup which is annoying to me but it's fine they always have to throw them in there. I know. But it was cute. It was cute. And once again, it was, like, age-appropriate for young adults. Because, like, they had, like, their little high school jobs. They were doing silly things at their jobs that I'm like, oh, yeah, I would have totally done that. And then, like, the drama that went with what they were doing mm -hmm. just felt very spot on. And they go to, like, a party. But it's, like, the party was it like a euphoria party right they were playing like <laughs> trivial pursuit but drinking and like had a stupid like wager and all this stuff so it was cute mm -hmm. the love wager by lynn painter was a five out of five this one was the one that was more adult if was following a girl that was probably closer to our age and she broke up with her boyfriend so she had like two or three jobs just to fill the time mm -hmm. to pay off like all her debts and stuff she's like if i'm gonna be like single then i'm just gonna work so i can uh pay off all my stuff she does bartending gigs on the side and she goes to a wedding and she ends up hooking up with the bride's brother jack and then they have their one night stand come across each other again on tinder or whatever dating app and start talking to each other again and just kind of become friends mm -hmm. and like they're like, oh, we're both on here looking for dates. Well, what if we bail each other out of dates if we need it? And so they go to, like, this taco place. Like, if they've had a bad date, they'll oh, leave yeah, the date yeah. and go to the taco place together. Um, And so then, you know, the whole thing is nobody wants to share their feelings. And everybody's like, oh, I can't say I like her. I like him. or So that makes all the drama. Mm -hmm. And, uh... They have a bet who can find love first on the app. And, like, if she wins, she gets, like, a trip to Paris or something. And if he wins, he gets... I forget what he gets. But he gets something. And so, it was cute. It was, like, a good little read, too. Like, these are all just, like, feel good. Like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I love books like that, though. And then, last time, I talked about... When in Rome was the one I talked about last time by Sarah Adams. And I was like, remember I said, oh, I wish it would follow his sister and his best friend getting yeah. together. 
That's Is not that your wish. That's not this book, but it is one of the sisters that it's about. It follows okay. the sister and the girl, other girl's bodyguard. Because remember, she was like the pop star. Mm-hmm. So it follows his bodyguard. Because he comes back into town for the first book's couple's wedding. Okay. And so then it follows his sister. And I said five out of five again. I don't think you said the, the name yet. Oh, my name is Hazard. Practice Makes Perfect by Sarah Adams. Yes. Five out of five. So Noah is the guy from the first one. This is his sister, Annie. And Amelia's bodyguard, Will. And it's the uh, Grumpy Sunshine formula still, because they were Grumpy Sunshine in the first book, too. Mm-hmm. And then we add in some fake dating. And Annie is the youngest of the siblings. And she, like, wants to have, like, wants to go on dates, wants to get married, wants to have children, like, wants a family, loves where she lives, all this stuff. She owns the flower shop in their small Rome, Kentucky town. And Will comes along and Amelia's like, listen, I have the perfect thing for you to do when you have, because he's always complaining, like, this is a boring job because there's nothing happening in Rome, Kentucky. And nobody's there to attack Amelia. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, it's cool. Like, the paparazzi's not even really here. Yeah. Um. So he is supposed to be coaching Annie on how to date. Because she is bad at dating. Mm-hmm. So she's on a date. And the guy is, like, asking her some question. And she, like, answers honestly or whatever. And he's like, what are your hobbies? And she's, like, reading. And he's like. Like, she's a very dry conversation. She goes to the bathroom, and when she's coming back, the dude's on the phone calling his friend and, like, hey, in five minutes, call me and bail me out. And, like, she's just so boring. He's, like, so boring I couldn't even, like, sleep with her, essentially. And so she overhears this. She's, like, upset. Whenever the guy calls back to, like, bail his friend out, she just acts like it's no big deal. Well, Will walks in with his date. And sees her, comes over to the table, talks to her, hears this conversation go on, sees what's happening, and, like, walks Annie out to her car to send her on her way, and then his mind is just mushed from there. So then he goes back into his date, which isn't really, like, a date. It's, like, his sleeping companion, essentially. Like, whenever their paths cross, they... His friends with benefits. Yeah, they go to dinner, and they um, get a hotel room, and then that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. There's nothing, like, relationship-worthy of it. And she's like, I can see your minds on something else, so you can go take care of that. <laughs> um, and so then you get a little bit of everything um, with this one, because, like, they're both falling for each other. They don't want to admit their feelings. There's family drama, dealing with grief, um, small town gossip, a celebrity wedding. So lots of little things in there. And, like, um, their Will and Annie's mom and the other two siblings died when she was little, like, little, little, and she doesn't really remember her. And so it's kind of like her dealing with that grief of, like, she was my mom, but I don't really know or remember her, but how do I deal with this sadness? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, the search for, like, your true self in this book, um, like, what she wants and what who she really wants to be because she was kind of letting her older siblings dictate who she should be 
Oh, and a random thing that I really liked about this book was she talks about giving an Etsy shop its first sale. And she's like, I would never regret that. She bought, her brother owns the pie shop that we, they talk about in the first book, but she bought like a big decal to go on the window. And it was the Etsy shop's first thing. And I was an Etsy shop's first um, order Mm -hmm. recently. And I was like, <laughs> That's sweet. And I, it was it was actually really exciting. Like I like screamed when I read the message. I was like, "I'm their first winner!" I was like, I was excited. So, oh, um, but that one was really good. Lots of romance going on in my list this time. Now we're gonna move into the young adult category again, but kind of fantasy young adult. The Ballad of Never After, which is the second one to. The Ballad of <laughs> Curtis Lowe. <laughs> oh, Once Upon a Broken Heart. So it's Once Upon a Broken Heart by Stephanie Garber. And the second one is The Ballad of Never After. Um, did you get this. my Leonard Skinner reference just then? I didn't. I'm sorry. I know that I'm really up to date on Leonard Skinner. So they're, um, these books are really good. They're I feel like they're pretty quick reads. Like every time I read them, I'm like, oh. So it still follows Jackson Evangeline. They're still in the north. Um, and there's like lots of drama, lots of action. The vampires are still heavily involved in this one. Um, there's another rose-haired girl, which was like her signifying thing. To She's like a key that she can unlock this uh, arch, but it's like a, I don't know, like a portal, essentially. Mm-hmm. And she's the key to unlocking it. and But there's another one. So she's also technically a key. And that girl tries to kill Evangeline. It's real sketchy. There's four stones they have to collect to be able to unlock this arch. Um, and then like the fates, which is what Jax and Lala and some of the others in the story previously have been keeping more secrets from her. So like they already kind of keep secrets because they're fates. But then they're keeping even more. And we learn a lot about like Jack's history in this one and the other fates history too. And so, and like how they kind of became fates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jax is protective and possessive um, as ever in this book, which chef's kiss. <laughs> um, there's not like any spiciness to this book. It's like almost, you know what I mean? Like they have these moments. Just teasers. Yeah. And then it's like, because it's young adult, so yeah. I guess you can't, like, go in full-fledged and be like, they're doing it! <laughs> and so, um... PG. Yeah. It's frustrating sometimes, but it's there, yeah. And so the... Jax is blonde, and I appreciate that there's a blonde um, male love interest, because I always feel like it's dark-haired boys. And Landon's blonde, so I like when there's blonde guys just for his sake, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm always like, tell him. I'm always like, my love interest is dark haired in this book. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Did you tell him about this one? Yeah, anytime it's blonde, I tell him to. I'm like, look, this blonde. <laughs> the one in um, Practice Makes Perfect is blonde too. Mm-hmm. So Luke is the one from the, Luke is the guy from the first book that is the whole reason she got turned to stone and met Jax and every, the story has begun. He has now become a vampire and he is very heavily present in this book um again and then the story kind of follows the northern 
fairy tale, The Fox and the Archer, and um, Evangeline is always called Little Fox by Jax, and so it kind of follows that and how they both play into that story. Um, but it was really good, and so I was waiting on the third one on Libby, uh, and I just bought it today, so. So, another one I read was No One Can Know by Kate Alice Marshall. Two out of five on that one. This was one I ordered through Book of the Month. Um, That's disappointing. I know. Oh, so I hate that I didn't like it. Um, It just felt drug out Mm. and slow. And, you know, it's kind of like the none of this is true. Like, I finished the book with more questions, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, in this book, it follows a husband and a wife. The husband's kind of a POS. And she's pregnant. He loses his job. And they decide they have to move back to her family home. So, her parents were murdered when they were little. And she was blamed for the murder. Of her he, parents? Mm-hmm. Ooh. He doesn't know that. She, he, she, like, changed her name and everything to, like, escape her past. He just knows her parents died. They own the house. The three sisters own the house. Nobody lives there. Mm -hmm. So he's like, let's just go back there. We'll figure it out until I can get another job and whatever. We can fix up the house while we're there and sell it as long as your sisters agree. So then he kind of, like, figures out, like, what really happened as far as, like, they were murdered. They blamed the middle sister for the murder. Um, and they were all like, the youngest sister was in middle school and then the two older sisters were in high school. And pretty much it was, nobody got charged. It was unsolved for the past 20 years or however long. Mm-hmm. She meet, When they moved back, like people immediately start recognizing her and talking crap about her. So it was like, nobody's forgotten. And... She, like, while they're there and she's trying to do all this stuff, her husband's, like, really, like, tracks everywhere she goes. So stalkerish. Yeah. And, like, pretty much he tells her she can't leave the house. Mm. He's like, you can't leave. It's not, like, I'll go and do all the grocery shopping. I'll go get all the stuff to remodel. You don't leave. You're not allowed to leave the house. She's prisoner to her own home. Yeah. And so she's like, no, I'm not. So she... Has a ex-boyfriend slash friend from her childhood there. And, like, she does talk to him because she's she's genuinely trying to figure out what happened, too. Mm-hmm. They said that she killed him because she was dating this guy. And he's, like, a few years older. And the parents didn't support it. And so she laughed out. And he helped. So people are kind of weird towards him, too, in town. You kind of see the other sisters come into play. So it's like all three sisters, like point of view and how they're involved. And the husband ends up getting murdered too. And so it's like, well, who did that? Like nobody knows. And so there's like all these little factors, like shady stuff her parents were doing and what her siblings were doing that she never knew they were doing. And all these secrets everybody was keeping from each other. And it was just kind of like, to get to that point, I was like, Ugh. You felt like some of it was unnecessary. I mean, just like, yeah. And then just like, once again, I think if my husband tried to be like, you can't leave the house, I would be like, 
That's a red flag. Joke's on you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do whatever I want and I will get those divorce papers sent to you. Like you're not going to. And then like she knew he was tracking her every move. And then it turns out he's the one having an affair. That's it. That is always, always the case. Always. If you're the one, it's always. <laughs> a little bit know. of relationship advice real quick. If you're with someone and they're accusing you of cheating all the time. They're cheating. They're cheating. They are cheating. If they're trying to figure out where you're at, they're just trying to figure out how much time do I have before they get home or before I need to be home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like sometimes I'll ask Landon when he's coming home, but it's literally so I know whether I need to read a book or I can like play with my guitar for a little bit and not bug him. So yeah. if he's like, oh, I'm going to be gone for an hour. Okay, I'll run upstairs and play guitar. But it's like, if they are tracking your every move and need to know your schedule and you're like 30 and minutes dictating late. dictating what you do. And then they're mad because you're 30. Well, where were you at? Yeah. It was 30 minutes. What do you think I have to do in 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, I would say every, like, I wouldn't say like, don't read it. It's terrible. Other people might like it better. I just. And, like, one, this author was, like, one girl's top author. Like, one of the girls I follow on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, maybe her other books are really good. I don't know. I'm not going to discount her. Because I, yeah. I was going to do that with Josie Silver, and she proved me wrong. <laughs> so, we'll see. Another one I read was um, just a random one I had seen recommended, I think, on Instagram somewhere or something, but it was The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Pinner. Mm -hmm. We have another crappy husband in this one. He cheated on his wife while they were trying to get form a baby. Mm. Like, well, not literally during the act, but they said, let's try for a baby. Yeah. And then he cheated. Um, it's not a bad book, but it wasn't like I was sold into the story, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it went from like present day to like, the 1900s 1800s somewhere in there i forgot what year it was specifically and the apothecary back then and the lady who ran the apothecary it used to be her mothers who sold like natural remedies for women and like things that they needed when it got passed to her she was doing that until something bad happened to her and then she turned it to poisons for men so women okay. would write her say I want to this person to die and kind of here's how. And then they, she would like make a poison for them. They would come and pick it up and then that would be it. Yeah. Um, and she would like look for their name in the paper the next day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, the present day the is the couple that's trying to have the baby. He cheated. They are coming to London for their honeymoon, or not honeymoon, 10-year anniversary uh, celebration. She finds out right before they're coming about that, so she leaves him behind and comes anyway. She wanted to be like a history researcher, like like deep dives on stuff and like what happened, and he pretty much was like, no, like, you just get a job and you don't do that, so... He proposed right before she was supposed to go to grad school in London. Like, mm -hmm. she was going to come there and go to grad school. And he, then they were married. He sucks. And you'll find out more in the book. And he's just terrible. Anyways. She goes mudlarking, um, like, on the river. Yeah. And finds, like, a glass. And it has, like, a little bear etched in it. And the guy's like, oh, you should go see this person at the London library. 
Um, they can help you. So she goes there and they kind of find out like, oh, it's related to an apothecary that used to be on like Bear Street. And so she does like a deep dive on research with this thing. And so she, as she's like finding out stuff about the apothecary, you're kind of reading what was actually happening then. And the story correlates. Um, but it, I mean, it was good. Like just a nice, okay story. Could have been better. Yeah, I mean, I think so, but it wasn't bad either. So I don't want to say, like, oh, don't read it. It was fine. They made the lady in the story in the olden days sound so old. And then I think she was only, like, 40 or something. (laughs) But they were making her sound, like, ancient. So I was kind of confused by that. I was like. Especially the closer you get to 40, you're like. Yeah. That's not old. No, it's not. I mean, I don't think. I'm a firm believer, like. 80 or 90s old. Mm. So I'm not going to be old until then if I make it then. So, yeah. All right. One more book and then we're done with my <laughs> ranting. You're fine. Do you need a drink of water? Nah. No. So, this one I also posted on our page is The Second Year Chance by Melissa um, Weisner. Mm. Four out of five on that one. It's like New Year, um, New Year's Eve's vibe. So, that's part of why I posted it since that's coming up. It was a cute story. I thought it would be a little more spicy than it was. And, which is, okay. Um, Sadie's the main girl character and she has had, like, a crappy year. Like, she got done by her boyfriend. She lost her job. She couldn't afford to pay for her apartment. Mm. So she had to move in with her brother's best friend and is, like, in his spare bedroom for free. And she works at a coffee shop now as a barista. And she's, like, a trained culinary, like, chef, baker, like, excellent at what she does. Like, wants to be, they're in New York City, and she wants to be, like, an executive pastry chef, essentially. And she's just, like, why is this happening? So her best friend comes over and tries to invite her to a New Year's Eve party. She's like, cool. I'll go. She goes. She's not loving it. It's like circus theme. Mm-hmm. There's a fortune teller there, and she's like, I don't know, why not? We're here. Let's just go in there. So she t- tells the fortune teller she doesn't care about her future. She just wishes she could redo this year. And she gets to, she makes some like concoction out of whatever, who knows what, grains, flowers, herbs. Yeah. she's like take a shot of vodka spin around so many times and throw this over you and then you'll get a do over here this girl's like this is a lie but whatever i'll give it a try yeah she does it she leaves the party she goes home she ends up having like a brief makeout sesh with her uh brother's best friend jacob is his name and then she wakes up in the morning she's like Oh, who is in my bed? There is a man in my bed. Did I sleep with Jacob? Oh my gosh. What is happening? Nope. Her year started over. So she changes like who she is as a person. Like she's very loud, outspoken, opinionated originally. And then she like doesn't talk back to her boss. Uh, doesn't like um, say anything to her boyfriend that she's dating. And he's like a finance bro on Wall Street. and. Wants her to be like a finance wife and dress a certain way. Mm. And he's like, you don't even have to work once I get promoted. And 
like you can just bake for fun and she's like but i want to work and he's like yeah wife financial wives don't work or whatever so you just kind of follow that story and then like her and jacob keep like ping-ponging in this year and like run into each other and build their relationship differently they've known each other the whole life because that's her brother's best friend yeah but it's uh they've never like hung out on their own i guess so it was a cute story and follows her to like thanksgiving and christmas and then the next new year's eve so you get to see the full year again so i don't know i liked it that sounds cute yeah it was good it was an easy read and Kind of shows that sometimes, like, well, yeah, things aren't what we wanted, but maybe this is where we're meant to be. Absolutely. And, like, if you did get to do it over, would it really change anything, or would it just change the path to get there? Mm-hmm. Who knows? So. So cute. true. And the, um, her best friend is kind of, like, spunky, and, like, she, they get in, like, a fight, and, which is fair, like, the, I think the best friend was probably accurate in what she was saying, but. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a. The boss uh, has some, like, sexual assaults moments in there. Um, So just be aware of those. Possible triggers. Yeah. But it was good. It was good. So that's all I think that I've read this month. Plus or minus of you. Uh, thanks for joining us today. As always, we would love to hear your recommendations as far as book goes and suggestions as far as what we can do for you all as listeners. Uh, you can send those to two bookish besties podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And if you haven't followed our Instagram, TikTok, Facebook accounts, it's two bookish besties podcast on all those platforms. And please feel free to submit your suggestions for the read along that we're going to do here soon don't know an exact date but we're gonna do it we gotta choose a book first yes and then so. it's gonna happen yeah and so what we'll do is we'll do um we'll kind of post on our instagram as far as like a poll goes of suggestions that we have received from you all and then that way it can just be a unanimous vote but obviously it's not just going to be a one and done thing like we can take all of these suggestions and make it a like a book club a virtual yes, book club virtual book club which also, randomly, I got, not randomly, but I did get asked to join a book club, and I'm excited yeah, about awesome. it. That's so I'll keep y'all updated on that, too. Yes. So we um, are so thankful that you've decided to join us again for our fifth episode, and we will talk to you all again in a couple of weeks. Toodles!